Kia ora whānau, no mai haere mai. Welcome to the Young Adults Podcast. I'm your host and Young Adults Leader, Stephen James Hart, and I'm stoked you've clicked play on this episode. Young Adults is the ministry for the 18 to 25 year olds at Gateway Church in Aotearoa. We meet on Tuesday nights, either in homes for connect groups or at church for our fortnightly gatherings. If you're new to Hamilton or you want to join our community, we would love to meet you. DM us on Instagram or Facebook at Young Adults Gateway or visit our website, gatewaychurch.org.nz forward slash young adults. This year and on this episode, we're focusing on following the way of Jesus. You might be out for a run, walking to work or driving in the car. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, take a moment right now to welcome the leading and the guiding of Holy Spirit in your midst. He's here to teach and guide and speak. And it's his voice I pray that you hear clearest in this time we have together. So let's get into it. This is Following the Way of Jesus on the Young Adults Podcast. Practical Prophetic. And um, I just wanted to share a few, a few quick kind of, um, oh, the tissues. <laughs> Thank you, Hannah. <laughs> oh, already a lot more messy than I thought it was going to be. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah, just wanted to share a few quick kind of thoughts and um, things that have helped me in my journey of listening to um, the Lord and His Spirit when He's speaking. So moving in the prophetic should always look like us getting a picture and seeing God's heart for yourself, for others, for situations, or for cities and nations. And then what we do with that is we release that in love. Brian Simmons, author of the Passion Translation, says this. He says, the love of God always leaves our hearts more full of heaven. More full of heaven. So as we grow and we learn to hear the voice of God, we can trust and we can remain confident that the voice of God will always be leading us into a deeper realm of love for a situation, for a person, or for a location. The truth, the truth of Jesus, is that he comes to set the captives free, and it's his love and his grace and his freedom that we release when we minister in the prophetic. And sometimes when you're discerning God's heart for someone or a situation, God will show you the effects of the kingdom of darkness, um, what's going on in the spiritual realms, maybe contested for that person or that situation. So when you encounter this, because you will encounter this, always release the love of God and the kingdom of heaven in place of the evil, the addiction or the demonic opposition that you may see or encounter in a moment. If all that you're seeing when you're praying for someone or you're wanting to step out, if all that you're seeing and and picking up is like death, destruction, addiction, sin, prophesy life, redemption, restoration, grace, and freedom. Because I'm sure that we would all agree, people, we're all fully aware of the things that are going on in our lives. We're more than aware of the, the addictions and the sin and the things that we probably try so hard to keep hidden away We don't need to enlarge that or call that out on a megaphone and bring shame. Instead, as God's children, what do we do? We stand and we stand in power, captivated by his love, and then we let that motivate us until we see God's heart of love for that person. And then from that place, we speak. From that place, we declare. And we declare breakthrough and freedom and favor and the goodness of God in Jesus' name. You know, side note, you can't have a thought that's too good or too great about yourself or anyone else because God has already had 
those thoughts about you. So you can prophesy with a godly, holy confidence and know that calling out the gold in someone or speaking into being God's heart for someone is one of the most holy and powerful things that we get to do for others and for ourselves. So, quick reminder, whatever wrong that you might see, whatever wrong you might encounter, prophesy the opposite into existence. So, what does this look like in our day-to-day lives? Well, Bill Johnson has a fantastic little um, lifestyle routine that he lives by, and he says this. He says, I cry out to God for a breakthrough in my private space, in my personal devotional space. And then I learn to take risks in public. If If there's a breakthrough in that public arena, I stop and I give God all of the glory and the praise. And if there isn't a breakthrough, I go back into my secret place and I cry out to God again in prayer. I ask, I intercede. I ask that he would show me what was going on. Show me the more that we don't always see. And then followed, of course, by again taking a risk in public. You don't let the times that it doesn't seem to work to our eyes, because we also don't always know what's going on, where it doesn't seem to work to us to stop us or to say that, oh, I can't do this anymore. We are all learning, we're all growing and journeying this in the Holy Spirit together. And of course, you'll have times when things don't land well. I could raise all hands and feet in the air for the amount of times that things haven't gone the way that I thought that they were going to go. But I can also raise hands and toes in the air of incredible times when God has broken through and done amazing things. I've seen healings. I've seen a leg be restored as I've laid hands to pray for someone. I've seen someone's shoulder be healed as I've laid hands to declare the goodness and the favor and the healing of Jesus over someone. And I've seen trauma and um, significant things that have have gone wrong in people's lives broken in an instant when I've been able to speak in line with what God's Spirit was saying over that person and over that situation. Because listen, it's worth the risk of looking foolish to step out every time. It's just your dignity. It's just you. Heck, I got up here with a dead leg and tears all over. It's just like once you get past the need to be cool, to be seen, to be seen to be something, there's actually no limit to what God can do. And it's one of the most exciting, adventurous places that we get to to be, to live from, and to participate with him in the kingdom and bringing that kingdom to earth. I can hear myself crackling. I'm going to take a drink. Because if all that we do in terms of ministry are the things that can be done and fulfilled in human strength, we're limiting God. But if we will boldly step out in faith, and we take a risk where we are willing to look foolish, we're willing, we are willing to appear stupid if he doesn't come through, then we give him the right and the rightful place to be God in that situation and do what we can't do. Mark 16 puts it, Mark 16 verse 20 puts it like this, and they, the disciples, which are speaking to us and including us today, went out and they preached the good news everywhere. And the Lord was working with them confirming the word of God through signs and wonders. When we do all that we can, we steward well what he's given to us. Then he comes and he comes and he shows up in power and he delights to do the impossible. So now this is part two, the practical prophetic cheat sheet. I have uh, put through a few little um, bullet points, if you will, on things that I use in my own life when I'm listening to the voice of God and wanting to 
fact check that and make sure that feels right before jumping into speaking to someone. And obviously, as these guys come up afterwards and we do some ministry time, please feel free to add anything onto this. This is by no means um, concise, finished, complete, whatever that word is. But first of all, begin with worship. Worship ushers in the prophetic. Worship focuses us and realigns our heart on his. And when we get a glimpse of his heart, when we get a glimpse of who he is, everything changes. Number two, listen. Jesus only did what the Father did or said. And we're called as his followers to do the same. If you're not hearing anything, don't just go make something up willy-nilly. Wait on the Lord. Prophesy. Prophesying isn't about magnifying our voice. It's about magnifying his. Thirdly, when the Holy Spirit speaks, take notes. When I'm hearing something prophetic, I always have my phone handy and ready because you think that you will remember and nine times out of ten, you don't. (laughs) The more that you welcome his presence, the more that you learn to discern and steward his voice in your own life, the more you'll find he speaks. Take note of when he speaks. If you've actually got a, if you've found a rhythm or a routine or a place, a physical place in your life where you know that if you go and lap the lake or if you go and drive in your car late at night, that you always hear that clarity and you hear that voice of God, use that. Use it. He's giving us thin places in our lives to hear him and know what he's saying so that we can be bringing his kingdom to earth. Use those places. Fourthly, Review what you've written, heard, or seen. Does it line up with scripture? Does it edify and bring hope? Does it declare life, freedom, health, and restoration? Does it fill you with love and compassion for that person or that situation or that geographical location? Ask the Lord to show you how he sees people, cities, nations, situations, and wait until you get his heartbeat for that situation. Because no one wants to be out here prophesying, mm, this person's really annoying me, so... Hmm, Lord, I, and just speaking out fleshly things. We want to be in line with what God is saying over people and situations. And then fifthly, be bold and take a risk. Approach the person, write the word, send the text message, do the voice memo, whatever it looks like. And this is how I often, um, for a practical example, this is what I'll do. If it's a stranger outside of the, you know, four walls of the church on a Sunday when we're out there being the church on the weekdays, um, I will approach someone and say, hi, <laughs> and straight away, all, all of the, you know, dignity seems to go, and you're like, hi, I'm a Christian, and um, I'm practicing hearing the voice of God, and this is what I feel like he's got to say. Would it be okay if I pray for you? Because usually, again, nine times out of ten, people won't refuse prayer. If they do, all good. Bless them in Jesus' name. No worries. Then I ask, would it be okay if I put my hands, lay, lay my hands on your shoulder. Keep it up top, keep it safe. Hands on your shoulder. Can I pray for you? Lay hands upon them and begin to bless them. Begin to welcome and invite the Holy Spirit into that situation, into that person. And often for me, that's the step of taking the risk of saying, Lord, I, I'm feeling something here. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enter in. I'm going to lay hands and I'm going to begin to pray. And then things begin to flow as you take that risk. Remember last time we talked about Jesus and turning the water into wine. It was water when they brought it. And as they poured it out, it became wine. As they poured it out, as they offered it, that was where the miracle took place. Wow. It's good water too. And where are we at? Last one, I think. Debrief. 
debrief. Debrief with the Holy Spirit. And if you feel like it, and I would, and I would encourage it to, find someone in your life that you can debrief and walk these experiences out with. Debrief it with the Holy Spirit. Lord, was, was that right? Did I do that right? Is that what was needed? Debrief it with someone else. Ask them for, hey, is, like, when you've done this, is that, is that how you've heard? Is that how this happens? I, I was getting this and then I spoke this into existence. Does that feel right? And debrief and do that in community and in a safe space and grow and grow. Be willing to listen to people who've been on the journey longer than you and, and receive their wisdom as you step out in faith. Jesus displayed the heart of the Father perfectly in every possible situation that he encountered. It didn't matter. It didn't matter whether that was disease, that was demons, physical storms, dead people, both physically and spiritually, or crowds of people that had nothing to eat. Each situation became an opportunity to reveal what this beautiful God of the universe was really, really like. And as followers of Jesus, we have the same task. We take everything that comes our way, everything, and we submit it to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and we respond accordingly. We stand to announce that the kingdom of God is here and it's now, and we truly love those people around us by allowing us to show and display his kingdom come here and now. This is a kingdom that's that's got forward motion, the eternal plan of God, glory to glory, grace to grace. There's no retreating, there's no backward steps. There's no mucking around and there's no excuses. Thanks for joining us for this episode. I pray it's been a blessing to you and an encouragement on your journey with Jesus. Join us on Tuesday nights in Hamilton. We look forward to welcoming you to a gathering or a connect group. Praying grace, favor, and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit upon you as you walk with Jesus and take part in this call, his holy invitation to imitation.